Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I've... um... I'm going to do something a little bit different. I've been asked a few times recently about what is my story, and I know on the podcast I've shared a little bit of my story about a bit about my motivation, but I've never really, I've never really stuck it all together, um, and I have been reflecting quite a little bit um, at the moment, at the present time, and and what I've realised is there are some pivotal events, um, some moments throughout my life that I believe have shaped. Uh, me to be the uh, the person I am and doing what I do now, so that's what I want to that's what I want to talk about, um, and I, I want to go back to when I was uh, when I was fourteen years old and I closed my parents' door the front door and I walked to the end of the short drive, I look left towards the um, the top of the road and I see one of my neighbours walking towards me. I wave, um, we start talking. We haven't spoken in a few months and we chat about what we've been up to. We laugh and we smile and we recall our stories. What was interesting was we both commented that you couldn't tell we haven't spoken in months. But how good is that? Why was that though? And why did it feel that way? Well, me and Chris, we lived four houses apart since the age of one. And even though we went to separate primary schools and secondary schools, we had different interests, we dressed differently, we had different tastes in music. We'd always found comfort in spending time together. When I was 26. Chris, who had now moved into his first house with his young family, arranged every Wednesday night for a group of us to get together, an eclectic mix of lads. Different occupations, different backgrounds, different interests. Joining together once a week to stay connected, to laugh, to share our stories and also be there for each other. And it was on one of those Wednesdays, not long after I'd started in my role, um, in my business improvement role, that Chris jokingly said, who do you think you are? going into where people work and telling them how they can do their job better. Their job better. If you come and see me, I'd tell you to F off. And then we laughed. Then, about two years ago, whilst on a client site in London, I received the call. The call I've been dreading. The call to say my best friend of 39 years had taken a turn for the worst. And that should come home. The journey is an absolute blur. I get on the first train, I dash to the waiting taxi and head to the hospice. And there I see him frailer and paler than he was just three days earlier. He slowly opens his arms, we hug, and I set myself up to stay the night with him. At 7.50 in the morning I get up and I look across to him and I say, I'll be back in two minutes, Grace. I'm just going for a wash before breakfast. On Leaving the bathroom, I look over, he breathes in, his chest expands, and that's it. The person I'd grown up with, the person who was my best man, my oldest friend, and his godfather to my daughter, Chris, had gone. Chris had suffered so much, but he rarely showed it. He was 39, and this was his third bite of cancer. A week passes, and I'm still asking, why did it happen? Why Chris? He was the most selfless person I've known, yet he's gone without achieving all that he could have achieved. This forces me to 
look hard at my life. I don't have my own business and I'm not doing what I want to do. I've started a lot of things but not seen many through. What have I really got to show for my life outside of my family? What an absolute waste. If I went now, would my two kids, Jack and India, be proud of what I'd achieved? Would they? Really? I sit down and think back to Chris's chest taking that final intake of breath and reflect on the lessons that he'd shared with me. This was, this was life-changing, it was absolutely life-changing for me and I needed to act now. Because in the months leading up to Chris's passing, he'd offered me money to settle my own consultancy, but I didn't want that. I didn't want anything from him. I just wanted him. However, I had seen how his perspective on life had changed so much. The little things no longer mattered to him. So I asked him if he would consider, consider the three most important life lessons through his eyes now. Over the coming weeks, we chatted about these things at length and the reasons why these were important to him. And the final three lessons that he decided upon were always be yourself, make good friends, and time is limited. These were the three things that he deemed most important to share and he had his own personal reasons to choose these three. But what did they mean to me? What did they mean to others? And did I really understand them despite the conversations we had? Just four months later, I'm really fortunate, really fortunate to support an amazing training session with the man with the biggest smile ever. So big, his eyes close when he smiles. He is truly inspirational and really motivates people to help make the impossible inevitable. He talks about self-talk and the power of that voice in your head. And on the four-hour drive, um, as I was travelling home, that day, through the sunny and picturesque hills of Wales, it hit me. I knew. I now understand. I now understood what they mean to me. I can now translate them to others and what they would mean to other people and the sheer importance, these three lessons, how important they are for everybody. I think back to starting my change career 15 years ago. On my first day, walking into a room to be greeted by faces I didn't recognise, people who didn't work in the same organisation as me. Consultants, smartly dressed, well-spoken and really, really clever. How on earth would I fit in here? I mean, I DJed two nights a week and still lived all with my mum and dad. I'm not good enough to do this. That's what I thought. And then a few years later, now working on a project, living away from home four days a week, still working with them consultants. One afternoon, the lead consultant asked to speak to me for five minutes. We went to a room and he said, Lee, you have real potential, but if you want to be a consultant, you really have to smarten your act. I mean, look at how you're dressed, your shoes, you're in jeans and you're wearing a jumper. In that moment, I'm gutted, deflated, and questioning whether I could be and do what I really wanted to do. However, sitting here now talking to you, I did achieve it. I have my own business. I am doing what I want to do, but I've done it my way. And I've done it always being myself. And I've thought about all of the challenges I've faced working with people to influence change in organisations and there have been a lot, a lot of varying different sizes. But one that sticks with me is when I started in a change role, I was sheep dipped in some training and I left feeling really excited, believing a performance board 
Yeah, one of them whiteboards on wheels with some numbers on it would really change everyone's life and solve all of their problems. I left that train and I grabbed the nearest whiteboard and I wheeled it to the team I was working with and all I could see was blank faces, confusion and resistance. When I would tell them that this board would change their lives. What this board could do for them. But why? Why, why could not everyone see what I could? Is it me? A few years later I was fortunate to, um, to lead a project and the solution that had been developed needed some people to move desks. I was fortunate, I was leading this and I excitedly gave them the news to tell them how this change was for the better. But they weren't as excited as me. It felt like I was evicting them from the homes. Being asked to move desks, they'd sat in for years. They didn't seem to trust me and what I was saying and how it would make their lives better. But why would they? Thinking back to what Chris said to me in the pub that Wednesday night, who do you think you are going into where people work and telling them how they can do the job better, their job better? If you came to see me, I'd tell you to F off. And that was from my best friend. The person I'd grown up with since I was one year old, the person I trusted the most. He had given me a huge insight into change, but I'd not seen it when he first said it. So the key, the key to successful change is people. You can have the best solution, but if the people don't believe it, or you tell them what to do, it's an uphill battle. It can be lonely being that sole voice. However, if you be yourself, talk with them, involve them, build trust with them, just like you would with your friends, solving it together, then you can do it, you can make it work. And you may have heard parts of my story before, you might have heard me tell the, the Chris elements before, but seeing Chris take his last breath was the catalyst to me starting a business. Starting a business that helps people who are leading change to increase their confidence and influence to help enable them to transform organizations. Through coaching, through this podcast, and more importantly, through Chris's lessons. That's my story, that's why I do what I wanna do, that's why I've got this podcast, that's why I've got the business, that's why I've got some exciting plans. And it, it, was, it was seeing that Chris take his last breath that really was the catalyst. And I don't want people to have that event, that, that traumatic event that kickstarts their change. If I can help in some way, maybe with some of the words, maybe with some of the coaching, maybe with some of the, the, the courses and lessons that I've got, then, then that's what I want to do. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.